The following thoughts and opinions we're going to discuss regarding this album are strictly of our own personal interests. We are not professional music reviewers. We encourage respectful discussion and friendly banter in each episode, but we do not condone and will not tolerate bullying or belligerence. You are welcome to take what we say regarding the albums we rate with a grain of salt. Well, hello there, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Rate the Record podcast, episode 45. But it's not just a new episode today. No, obviously, it is a brand new season, the first episode of season three. Look how far we are now. It's this many. So, th- one, two, three. I, th- I think you got it better than me. I held up all my fingers. Because I knew the right answer's in here somewhere. Oh, of course. It, it depends what your prescription is in your eyes. Mine is terrible. <laughs> and the blind, one of the blind hosts for today are Chris and... And the other blind one is Savannah. Fair enough. I guess we're both blind. Oh, I don't oh, yeah. wear my glasses on the show, but you go on and off of whether or not you do. Yeah, I have to wear contacts or else I have no idea who you are. Exactly. And I'm diabetic, so I'm pretty sure I'm just going to lose my sight over time. <laughs> Every time you bring that up, I'm just like, should I laugh? Should I not? So I laugh anyways. Just do it. It's fine. I don't care. <laughs> I make the jokes so that so they can be fine. It's the only way I can deal with the sadness of being a diabetic. Oh, but anyways, on that sad note, welcome to the podcast. Welcome back if you've been here before, but overall, just welcome to the brand new season of Rate the Record. We got a lot of great albums coming out this month. Not just this month, I should say this season, because the season's going to be a lot longer than a month long. Oh my gosh, very long and very fruitful. Exactly, sure. uh, but not as long as season two, which was last season, 27 episodes. Don't worry, it's not going to be that long this time around. It's all good, so we can uh, have a lot more fun with just maybe fewer albums this time around. Uh-huh. So, if you have been here before, you were here last season, season one, whenever you were here, welcome back. We're glad to have you for a brand new season. We hope you'll join us for this journey along the way and everything like that. So you know what to expect, but there are people out there not knowing what to expect, the brand new people in the crowd, if that's one of you, well, welcome to the show. We hope you enjoy your stay. We hope you have a lot of fun here. We want you to be part of the musical community that we're building brick by brick by brick. As per usual, you know, that's never stopped. New season, same construction method. Just like a lot of construction things in like major cities, how it takes years and years and years just to build like a five foot wall. That's us. <laughs> and it's and it's not like that building they built down the street where they just took a wall with a crane and just built an entire floor in an afternoon. Exactly. It's not like that brick by brick, baby. <laughs> All right. So if you don't know what we do here, you're brand new, you don't know what we do, that's fine. Let's explain it since, you know, first episode of the new season, why not? So every week that we're actually on the air, Savannah and I will choose an album, be it completely at random, just our own choices. Maybe it's an anniversary pick, like it's celebrating some sort of milestone, or maybe just maybe it's a fan request, listener request, whatever you want to call it. We do take plenty of requests. Trust me, we got more coming up this season. Oh, yeah. Regardless, we do take an album, we discuss it at length, we rank the songs, and then we rate, rate the, the record. record. Wow, we didn't plan that. We actually kind of hit it off a little bit there. That's great. I I didn't know you were going to drop off at the end, but I'm really glad we both did. (laughs) Well, because not even looking at the screen, I I started to slow down just in case. And then if I didn't hear you, I was just going to say the last part very fast. (laughs) I I know that we said we're going to have like new sets this season. You kind of have a new set-ish. I put up some foam panels that I can't stop touching. 
and uh, I changed my calendar. It's You're not July welcome. anymore. It's not. It's September, except for this is the beginning of August as of recording. <laughs> yeah, everything is going according to plan, question mark. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. My my life is backwards. And uh, yep, it's the way I like it. And I didn't really change anything yet. I'm going to be changing things soon, just it didn't go according to plan when we went on a break. So you get the same basic background you've always gotten. Yay! Rush posters. Woo. Rush posters. Nine Primus, uh, and uh, cheese face is still back there. That's <laughs> that's not going anywhere. Oh God! And and it's funny because every time you're like, oh, I haven't changed the background. I just look and I'm like, cheese mask, and it's just that and Frank Zappa just get my attention right away. Perfect. And this season, you get to see my microphone as it's always usually off screen. It's on screen this time. Maybe I'll do like the upside down hanging thing and just you know that whole knock your forehead into it. It gets a little irritating to do that. That's why I don't usually have it like that. But anyways, I'm pretty sure we should go ahead and just kind of dive deep into this episode. I mean, yes. we, we're here to talk about music. We took that all the time off. We're all refreshed. We're all good to go. Did you did you listen to any good music along the way? Uh, I listened to the same album for three weeks straight. I took a vacation out of the city and it was fantastic. How about yourself? Uh, I didn't listen to the same album for three weeks in a row. I barely listened to any music because I didn't have time. So look at that. How exciting. Ooh, I did nothing but brain. work, work, work. Ooh. That's uh that's tough. That's tough. That is life say la vie or whatever the hell it is. I think that's mm -hmm. it. Yeah. But anyways, that was then. This is now. And now I get to listen to music again, but unfortunately I get to critique it instead of just enjoying it naturally. Although oh. I do enjoy today's album just on its own long before we actually even started this show. Today it's episode 45 and we are looking for the video the watchers, whatever. I had the vinyl. We're looking at the Kills No Wow album from 2005. Uh, I, I've had this. I, this was actually hard to get my hands on for a long time. It wasn't available anywhere. And then eventually I just saw it and I was like, okay, I'm getting it. Yeah, don't care the price. I'm grabbing it. Yeah, and there's Alison Moss on the back doing the the whole hand binocular thing. It's all cool. Good. Cool. Yes. Cool. So I'm going to just slide that back there to a place you're not going to be able to see it because me and my microphone are blocking it. <laughs> Perfect. perfect perfect but yes today is all about the kills no wow this is the first album that we're going to kick off with season three so let me tell you a little bit about the band and the album itself so the kills are an english american indie slash garage rock duo originally formed in london england in 2001 the band consists of front person allison mosshart and guitarist singer songwriter jamie hints the two met while Mosshart's previous band Discount was touring through London. Mosshart met Hints and eventually began writing. Uh, they began writing together when she moved to London. The duo would sign to Domino Records, a British indie label, in 2001, where they would go on to release their first album, Keep On Your Mean Side. The band wouldn't release another album until 2005's No Wow. It was released in February 2005 under Domino Records and was recorded entirely within two weeks. And I'm pretty sure you can kind of notice that in the production a little bit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The, this album featured uh, a much more minimal approach to their writing as compared to their first album. It was meant to be a less guitar rock driven sound at, uh, and act as a homage to their post-punk influences. The album was originally going to feature and mainly be recorded on a Moog synthesizer, but was swapped out for guitar when Hintz's Moog broke before entering the studio and couldn't get it fixed in time. So that huh. kind of changed the vibe of the album a little bit. Mm -hmm. The album was generally f has 
Generally favorable reviews, including 4 to 4 stars from the LA Times, 4.5 out of 5 stars from All Music, and 8.3 out of 10 from Pitchfork, and 4 out of 5 from Mojo. The album peaked at number 18 on the US Billboard Heat Seekers chart, number 22 in France, number 27 in Belgium. The album spawned two singles, Love is a Deserter and The Good Ones, which made it to number 23 on the UK charts. Interesting. Yeah, there's not a lot to read up on this album, but at the same time, like that, it's enough to say. That's all. That's all that matters. Mm-hmm. There's a uh, yeah, a lot, if not all of that, I didn't know. Although I did look them up, and uh, she sings for the Dead Weather with Jack White. So I mean, I definitely see that simplicity correlation there. Oh yeah, and just like the whole, uh, they released that song "Treat Me Like Your Mother." I used to really like that song. When that that and "Hang You from the Heavens" were like my two favorite like Dead Weather songs. Yeah, never heard him before. I just know he's in it. Ah, I see. Well, uh, treat, treat me like your mother's a fantastic song. It's it's so fucking cool. Awesome. But that is the dead weather. This is the kills. Uh, so let's go ahead and start discussing the album No Wow with the title track of song number one, No Wow. Mm, it is interesting how the beginning of the song just reminds me of like a horse gallop. And I did mention a galloping beat. Yes. Yeah, I like that. Um, I do want to mention this, and it is definitely an overarching. Uh, comment for the whole album I like the vocals I like how clear they are I like the tone I like that regardless what else I think positive or negative that is definitely a positive whole way through Uh, they sound unprocessed for the most part maybe a little bit of reverb but really she just pulls it off all on her own thumbs up I like that Um, but I was anticipating a little something more coming from the intro but it stayed moderately the same the entire time um again another overarching comment it was very repetitive yeah, that'll happen it's like yeah two people writing fairly simplistic music that has like a grungy punky kind of feel to it very minimal just not a lot going on but the, personally i found a lot to appreciate out of the entire album which we'll get into mm-hmm. uh but we, we can just start with this one um yeah there is kind of like that that galloping percussive sounds and everything like that so it kind of sets a good pace to start the song uh, and it builds a bit of tension too, because like the, I, uh, unlike what you were just saying, I believe there is kind of a buildup in this song, and like I know it's not as explosive as a climax as like you would hope, and that can go through the mm-hmm. entire album, but like it's still built up in its own way, and it comes to kind of like a louder tension at the end of the track as they're kind of like repeating the refrain and everything like that mm-hmm. just everything being really minimal though like i like i do like the building layers throughout the song like little by little more is being added along the way which i think is really cool it still sounds pretty bare but at the same time it's it's adding enough to like get noticed yeah yeah and it's like every handful of seconds something new is added so i thought i thought that was a pretty neat thing to do uh songs probably maybe a little longer than need to be but i still think it was a fairly exciting start to the album uh, I'd probably listen to this as a background track while working, but I probably wouldn't sit there, focus on it, listen to it as a standalone track. And now I got to do what I did in the previous season, and I got to wonder whether or not we're going to match on this. Uh, I put a mark there, a mark. All right. That, that could be an X mark, a check mark, question mark. You don't know. I can imagine it's an X. <laughs> <laughs> Every song is an X. Oh, yeah. If we we have to have at least one match. For the first episode of season three, at least one. Uh, I'm I'm gonna agree uh, as per optimism, but we shall see as we get further in. And that's fine because it's not a very long album, and even time wise, oh. it's short too. So it's like less than forty minutes for eleven songs. 
yeah, like something like 39 Dang. minutes, yeah. 11 songs. It, there originally Five. was 12. Let me check the vinyl because I believe, yeah, so after No Wow, there was we wouldn't have ranked this, uh, rated this song anyway, but it's called Telephone Radio Germany, and it's literally just the sound of like a, a German phone sex line. Oh, okay. And it okay. lasts all of like, I don't know, 40 seconds to a minute, so we, we wouldn't have uh, rated 20. it anyway. $20 a minute and they're just like, okay, we're capping it out a minute, record it and we're done. Just reach out, reach out and touch <laughs> it. I, I've, I've heard it a bunch of times. So I actually remember it. All right. So number two, I don't know why they took it off Spotify, but I guess it was just useless anyway. Number two, love is a deserter. Um, one of my, uh, one of the things I really like in the song and it happens in other ones too, is it's like the 16th note guitar strum. does a really good job at like keeping a decent pace for the entire track. Really enjoy that. Um, the dual vocals are pretty cool in this track, and this goes with other tracks too, where they're kind of like it's Jamie and Allison singing on top of each other. Mm-hmm. So I think that sounds really cool. It has this like weird, messy, lethargic rock kind of feel, and it really suits like the entire attitude and atmosphere of the album. So yeah, I like how you you had mentioned in the first song, like it's sounds more or less unprocessed. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's literally everything across the album. The vocals, the instrumentals, like, just everything. And I don't know. I, I appreciate how raw it is and how good it can still sound being so raw and just, like, unclean. I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I like stuff like this. So just tailing that comment, uh, I noted that I know we're only two songs in, but this reminds me of, like, going to a local band showcase. It's like you have six or seven bands you play three or four songs each there's just the random bar guy mixing your your sound and that's what i got from this already and it definitely sort of stretches the whole way but i do like how this song starts with like the guitar and vocals sort of i guess walking together they're sort of i don't know hand in hand i kind of like that they follow each other Yeah, yeah um I would have been okay if this song ended at the break in the middle because I, when it returned, I don't feel like it really added too much. It just sort of re replayed uh, bits of the beginning um, aside from some minor guitar slides, which I did notice and definitely appreciated. Cause like you said, it kind of added a little more as it went on for the last song. Yeah. Um, but I just couldn't get over. And I'm going to say this, nine more times i couldn't get how repetitive it was i just i couldn't get over it you sound like me on certain past albums where i just feel like this happened again this happened again yeah and it's funny because as i'm writing this all i think is man he he's gonna be so disappointed that i'm gonna shit on this album and then i thought no he shit on tom petty i don't care i'm writing what i feel (laughs) oh you're just saying that because you just released the i I love this song video go watch it now it's out. go ahead and watch the second one Oh, yes. Um, But no, I think that was the only one that I had picked that I was like, "Ah, how dare you not? And any other ones with uh, any negative reviews you had, I'm like, no, I I can see that. I respect your opinion. But Tom Petty, I was like, oh, shaking fists. Well, and also, I think you were generally happier that I gave like Kevin Gilbert a higher score. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. You redeemed yourself tenfold with that one. Exactly. So like wipe that smirk off your face and realize that you're still wrong three seasons in. No, I can't. I deserve this one. You haven't replaced me yet. So you have until season four. Supposing so. And that's a little ways away. So I'll, I'll, uh, I'll start auditioning people. Hell yeah. Go ahead. 
But it's funny because I don't have as much of an emotional connection or nostalgic connection to this album as you do to Tom Petty. So I don't think it's going to hit in the same way that you're hoping, yeah. I guess, with your your spite. Uh, it's it's less spite and more comfort with my uh, my opinions where I'm like, uh, should I say this? Should, uh, you know what? I think it. I wrote it down. OK, fair enough. I honestly think this is like a fun track with some like really simple and playful guitar riffs. You kind of already like touched on that a little bit, saying how the vocals and the guitars kind of go with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, I, it's very playful in that way. I like it. It's it's a lot of fun to listen to. And I, one thing I wrote, though, I, I like this. This song feels like it, if it were a person, it would try to pick a fight at a bar. It's mostly quiet and unassuming, but the attitude is there. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's a couple of songs on this album, but this one being like one of the earlier ones gave me that feeling like right away. I definitely felt like that with one of the later tracks, just with the the vocals where they seem a little bit more, I guess, uh, in your face and snarly. And ooh, I appreciated that. I was like, okay, nice. Yeah, Alison Moss are getting a little snarky in the lyrics there. Yeah. Vocal presentation. Yeah, some of it sounds pretty cool. I, Alison Mozart's a rock star. That's just my blanket statement for the entire album. Like, honestly, yeah. everything she's been a part of that I've heard in the past has been pretty damn good, including the kills and like even their other albums. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, she did really good in the dead weather and everything like that. Just, I don't know. She, she, she is like that. It's just the embodiment of just like that rock star without going too crazy with it. So that's one thing I've always appreciated about her. That's awesome. All right. So moving on to song number three, Dead Road 7. Is this song named for the amount of times they could say road in the first 20 seconds? Maybe, but I think it's way more than seven. <laughs> oh, I was I was distracted by that, but then I, you know, obviously listened to it more than once. It, it was fine, but I mean, it got to me enough to write it down. Um, I just, it's just all of it is so repetitive. This song, to me, felt like a transitional track because I don't really find it to be too much other than just the same verses and chorus over and over, just back and forth, or I guess back to back, rather. Um, There are parts of the vocal melody that I like, but there are parts that I could live without. The ones that I like are definitely memorable and they kind of stick with me. So when I hear it, I'm like, oh, I recognize that part, even if I heard the song only once the second time it feels familiar. And I, I like that. That's cool. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that was really all that, all that I had for that one. Yeah. There's not a whole lot to say. Cause there's not a whole lot going on this one as yeah. compared to at least the other two tracks are far more quieter and minimal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very moody, quiet track too. And as I said, far more minimal than the previous two tracks so far, although other songs can rival that a bit going forward. Um, despite being fairly quiet though, like I do like how noisy the guitars get during the chorus though, is cause it gets, it gets like really noisy and I, I kind of like that. It's really unsettling, kind of keeps you on your toes a little bit. So I just enjoy mm-hmm. how that felt just very yeah. aggressive all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Um, although the, another, another song probably went on a little longer than it should have, would have been great ending at the 240 mark. Uh, didn't really need that last chorus, but it didn't make yeah. me hate the song though. I will say that much. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, and that's all I got for the song too. Yeah, there's just not. There's, it's hard to have a lot to say for it. That's all. Yeah, yeah, especially like because it's only only two members and what maybe two or three discernible instruments at one time. So it's, yeah, aside from like minor little percussive things like egg shakers and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And of the occasional clapping. 
Yeah, that that caught me off guard hearing clapping, but I'm kind of like, I probably wouldn't have thought of that. So I I give it to them for adding something by just using the two of them. So they used what they had. Yeah, and they only had the two weeks, right? So they couldn't exactly be picky. And I don't think they had a lot large budget for the album either. So it's like, let's just use what we have and let's just go for it. I mean, people, uh, most fans tend to love this album too. So, hey, there you go. And it's, it's always funny with things like that, where I write my review, not knowing like band history, anything about the album. And then you say, oh, they only had two weeks. And it's kind of like that light bulb. I'm like, okay, that, that is explaining 80% of what I wrote down. I'm like, I'm going to say it anyways, but I definitely am starting to understand it. So it, it pieces it together a little more. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, even with raw and minimal music, that's like not the kills. Like the other bands, like it it might be might take a little while to write, just depending on what it is and what you're trying to do. But I mean, like mm-hmm. this is pure raw and unclean production, everything, because just because of the time limit. Like some bands would take like maybe a couple months to write an album like this, yeah. whereas like yeah, this was like in and out the door in like I think twelve days or something like dang, that. Dang, dang, dang. And I think some of it was even recorded on like a cheap track recorder in like in like their flat and everything like that so yeah you you can definitely hear that (laughs) yes yes i agree all righty then so song number four the good ones and the very first thing i have for is like the casio keyboard drum loop always gets me yeah (laughs) it it like it kind of adds to like the minimal charm the minimalist charm of the entire album just to use like really kind of corny sounding drum beat like this very clearly Casio keyboard from Radio Shack. Oh my god! But you know what? I I I can live with it because I do enjoy the rest of the song too. Like I really like the uh, the muddy crunch of the guitars too. Just like it's not super crunchy, but it's like very mm-hmm. muddy though. I'll say that much. It's like a grungy tone that's like oddly enjoyable for me. It's hard to explain. Just I don't know. It just comes down to again just that really raw feeling. I I like music when it's really raw and like unpolished. There's something way more honest about it. You're not trying to hide your flaws or mistakes, and this album does that very well. I I can agree with that. They are definitely out on display. Whether they're whatever they're doing, it's it's all laid out there. Um, for this one, okay, hearing it the first time, I didn't know if they had any singles and just a quick glance at the Wikipedia page, I didn't see any. So I'm glad to know that this was released as a single type thing because that was the first thing I thought was I like this song this has to be a single so yeah I I like the overblown guitar as I called it and I do still like the still like the vocals her voice sounds nice to me it is pleasing to my ears yeah, and that's the thing about her voice, too. She's, like, not always 100% in tune, but at the same time, you don't really catch it that much. Yeah. But, like, her tone is still great, and she still just kind of puts everything, even if it's, like, a quieter song, she still put everything she has into it. And, again, being untouched, it just still sounds really good the way it is. Yeah, it's like you're just, you're, I, I don't know how to, to sort of get this mental image out of my head, but I'm standing there maybe three people deep from a stage that's like two feet off the ground and you just got these two people there they're playing these songs and it's just the way that the vocals sound in the like the headphones there's they're a lot closer than the, the music so it's like 
she's speaking right to my face. And I like that. It's like, she's just singing to me and me only. It's kind of as that like, I don't know, intimate feeling like when you're at a rock show and they lean over the crowd and they're screaming in your face. I like that. I like that. That's cool. Yeah. The far more intimate performances. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just that specific image. And I'm like, I, I can feel this. I can, I can feel the sweat emanating off the performance, but, uh, but for this one, it would have been night or it would have been nice that, oh, it would have been nice that when the guitar increased in volume near the end, it like rolled into a solo or something, but no, it just ended. That was it. Cause I noticed it, it went up and it was done. I was like, no, I like that. Give me more. But uh, I'm always left sort of longing for the things that I like. And at three minutes, 30 seconds, just push it to four minutes. Give me a solo. Well, to be fair, I don't think Jamie Hintz is the kind of, he's not like a lead guitarist per se. Like he's, he's definitely a rhythm guitarist. Like he can, he can, that's why he's like good at doing that much. I don't think he can really solo, but I, I, correct me if I'm wrong. Anyone listening? I haven't heard everything from the kills or Jamie himself. I know he was also in a previous band too. So I don't know, maybe he can rip and I don't know. And he just doesn't want to do it for the kills. With this song in particular, give me like six bars a quarter notes. I would have taken it, especially well, at the end and then end it. But I mean, there was kind of a solo. It's not, it's not, it's everything you would be hoped for, but I, I would still consider it a solo. He kind of wails just for a little bit on like two or three notes. <laughs> two or three notes. I stand by my demands, but a uh, couple more, just the melodies may get stuck in my head, but aside from that, I I do I want to venture a guess that they were fairly young when they wrote these songs. I don't know why it just feels like it. Probably if I had to, oh, Jesus, I don't even remember. I th- I think Alison Mosshart's got to be somewhere in her forties right now. Yeah. So they were yeah, and like she was pretty young when she 20s. moved to London. I know that much, but I couldn't tell you the age. Okay. So yeah, I, they were probably like I imagine early twenties, especially when the band formed. They could have been like late teens, early twenties, for all I know. It it feels like it has sort of a not just this song in particular, but I think just sort of like a a young, carefree, balls to the wall. This is what I'm gonna do. Feel to it, and I respect that. Well, yeah, she moved away from the United States and to London to take a chance on this band. So, I mean, like, talk about carefree. Oh, like that That's is a- why she left? Oh. Yeah, because, like, you know, Jamie lived in London. Mm-hmm. Uh, so again, someone correct me if I'm wrong. Like, I want to make sure I'm getting this right, and I think this is how it was. But, yeah, she lived in the United States, I believe Florida, if I'm not mistaken. And then, yeah, like, she... She kind of really, she was in her own band. They were touring London and she's like, oh, you know, I like this guy and I want to take a chance on this. And yeah. I like what he does. She, uh, he likes what I does do. And so <laughs> <laughs> he likes what I does. <laughs> but yeah, just, uh, so then she just being carefree, took a chance. And I mean, it paid off in the end because she's like one of those like leading front women now who are just like really badass and so much yeah. so that Jack White took notice. Yeah. Dang. That's, that's ballsy. That's balls to the wall for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm just afraid I got that story wrong because I have a tendency to tell stories incorrectly, and then people will correct me yeah. in the comments. But like, I read that a long time ago, so I've, there might be some cloudy detail in there. But that's gen. Yeah. That's the gist. That's okay. Everybody, just comment and tell me how wrong Chris is, please. Thank you. Uh, when you say when you say Chris, you act just say you instead. <laughs> ah, yes. So yes, then yes, they'll just turn course. it back on you very quickly. Yes, of course. 
Uh, the only other things I want to say for the good ones, because I never got to finish my last points. <laughs> uh, the course is super catchy, just kind of like you were hinting at as well. I uh, like most of the other tracks, but this one just feels like it's just more fun than some of the other songs. So I was really enjoying listening to this one. And the song kind of has me back and forth. Like, I kind of wish it had picked up more towards the end. Mm -hmm. But then I'm also happy that it doesn't try to do too much. It's a really enjoyable track without, like, overstepping any boundaries. And considering how minimal the album is, I couldn't imagine it trying to overstep itself. But you never know. We've heard other bands do weirder shit, so. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like the White Stripes. Yeah, here's yeah, another male-female yeah. duo band and everything like that from the 2000s, and I don't know. I've personally always liked the Kills better, but that's just me. Yeah, uh, like like I said when we did the White Stripes, I liked them a lot more when I was younger. But the more you expand your sort of musical taste, you go back to it, and you're kind of like, this doesn't have the same eh that it did. Yeah. But maybe it was just a product of its time, right? It was like revolutionary for its. Not, I don't yeah. want to say revolution as a strong word, but you know what I mean. It was like it was big yeah. for its time. It like led it led the way for those couple of years. Yeah, for yeah. a lot of people. All right, then let's move on to song number five. I hate the way you love. You first, please. I continuously cut you off. No worries. Um, I'm digging the actual real drum sounds in this song. I think that this is the first song so far on the album that has like a real drum set. So that's pretty cool. I like that. Uh, I do like the echoed and super dirty guitars. It's got a very post-rock, garage rock type feel to it. And I always appreciate that kind of stuff. I, I love sounds like that. Like, it's funny because I never really thought about it before, but like the post-rock and garage rock sound. Never really thought about it, but then I start realizing the more I listen to stuff like that, the more I enjoy it. So mm -hmm. probably going to have to do like a full Garage Rock album one day and just have me going, I like it. <laughs> That's mm -hmm. all it's going to be. Um, I always lose track of the time when listening to this particular track, though, only because like it just keeps moving like so consistently throughout that you don't even stop to look at the clock. Like just the energy is very steady through the entire thing. So you don't really think twice. Mm -hmm. Um I would like the dis uh, I would dislike sorry the abrupt ending if not for the next track though so if anything I actually appreciate the abrupt ending this time around For some reason at the beginning of this song I could hear Gwen Stefani singing this like not in her voice but there are some I think in I guess minor embellishments in in her voice that I could just sort of hear Gwen Stefani singing it. Anyway, let's just not question that. Um, so this song, uh, obviously listen to it more than once. Every single song, every single time rather, you know, when you tune into a song like a half bar too late and the whole song sounds wonky because you just can't get like, you can't follow it. That's yeah. how I felt with this song. I don't know if it was just sort of chugging along too fast for my peanut brain or whatnot but every time I heard it, it felt kind of wonky um I'm sure at some point listening to it I shall appreciate but it made me feel weird um and I'm starting to feel kind of robbed uh about every like there's no base okay and I'm starting to really feel it and it's really starting to stress me out and I'm starting to get the sweats. And uh, I just wanted to pose the question to you. Why would you do this to me? 
You it's, know, it's, it's funny. It's the I, only I, thing that I love in life. I didn't even think about it at first, but yeah, I mean, there's like bass replacement in this album. <laughs> well, yeah, but there's, it's not like busting my eardrums or making me feel like I'm going to vomit because it's like boom, boom in my ears. Like It's okay there, to have a breather from that every once in a while. No, no. The, the air, the air is too thick. I can't breathe it. I want the bass. Give me the bass. Well, but uh, with this one, one album. I, I, well, it is. Um, but I, uh, I definitely noticed on this one cause I'm, I'm just like, hey, just, it feels, I don't know. I miss it. I miss it so much. We have a whole other season of albums coming up that are full of bass guitar. So don't you, don't you worry. I hope so. I really hope so. It's one album. God, I, I feel no pity for it. It's one, it's one 39 minute album. Yeah. We also did the white stripes and I was sad during that too. And that, that's kind of the same thing too it had like bass replacement at times yeah bass drum doesn't count my friend but that's it that was but that even was just like lower end too. guitar or two just kind of yeah. strumming a little bit in the background i mean that's mm. kind of it. so i didn't make note of it but there is definitely a song that i noticed that it was a uh, lower string and i'm like ooh, i like this but it didn't get lower than that at any point so i was like well i guess i'll just take this i'll take what i'm given even if it's just a pee on a plate like a vegetable, vegetable. Vegetable. I'm looking at the track list. Maybe it's Murder Mile you might be looking at. Maybe. Because I know that had a lower end and also had Jamie singing in it. But we'll get to that when we get yeah, there. I did mention that. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, we, we questioned whether or not we were going to rank this next song, but I figured we would because it's not listed as a reprise and it's a part two and it's still kind of its own thing. So okay. we're going to go ahead and rank it anyways. I hate the way you love part two song number six. So uh, I, I'll, I'll start this one because I kind of ended my, uh, my last review on like a bit of a cliffhanger there saying like I would dislike the abrupt ending if it wasn't for the next track. Yes. So this I can if you don't if you personally don't like this one I can understand why mm-hmm. because like there's not a lot to it it doesn't feel like there needs to be a lot of point to it it's extremely repetitive I mean realistically it doesn't feel necessary it's just like a weird part two reprise but with that said I really like this song though mm-hmm. um, part one had the refrain sound like bitter and confrontational like I hate the way you love like just the way she said it just mm-hmm. Sounded a little confrontational. This time it feels a little more sentimental, sentimental. So like it comes off a lot like gentler and just like almost sad in a way. And I, I and I like the way they sing it because they, they change like the vocal melody. Like every time they repeat the refrain, like it comes out differently, but then like mm-hmm. it loops back on itself. I don't know. I, I really like that. It's a super catchy loop, very softly paced, easy to sing along to. And this is a really nice halfway point on the album because I believe... I'm not going to reach for the record again, but I believe this is the end of side A. So then you flip over and boom, it goes right to the next track. So it works out well. I like the way it sounds. It's pretty. There's literally no way that this wouldn't be the end of side A at all. Um, oh, look at that side A right there. I hate the way you yeah. love part two and then goes right over the next one. Yeah, it definitely sounds like a sort of come down and then flip it over. Um I have one sentence. This was nothing but a wrung out ending of the previous song and didn't really need to be its own song. I do like it. I don't hate it. I just think that maybe it didn't. I I feel it unfair to, for us to judge this song on its own, just because it's so 
a minute and 46 seconds long, but I feel like unlike, I don't, I can't recall the song earlier that had a break in the middle and then it came back at the end. I would have liked if part one would have sort of, sort of, I guess, turned down and then came back up with this at the end and it was its own standalone track. I guess that's my only gripe, but with the song itself, yeah, it was fine. It's totally fine. Yeah, it it might be a little controversial to to rate it though. Like I I understand because again, we we have like a history of not doing like what we have essentially either they're either called reprises or they feel like them. Yeah. But because this one didn't really indicate that to me at all, and it 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 felt way different enough from the first one to warrant a ranking, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've listened to this album and you've heard the song, do you do you think it was fair for us to rank it at all? Let us know in the comments. I'd actually be very curious because this is one of those ones I was tossed up on. Like, should we do it? Should we not do it? Mm-hmm. So I'd be very curious to hear everyone else's opinion on it. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's flip over to side B then. So we'll go to song number seven, At the Back of the Shell. Uh, With the clapping, I imagine this being like a campfire song where everyone's sitting in a circle and they're doing that Stella Ella Ola while singing the song. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was cool. Um, I do still like the vocals and the vocal melody isn't too bad. Um, Not saying that it was in prior songs, but this one, I definitely noticed that I enjoyed it. I am starting to grow tired of the overdriven guitar. Um, The repetition so far on this album is really making me drag my feet for getting through the rest of it. Um, Yeah, that, that, that was it. I just, I can't, it's so hard to get over it. I don't know what else you're expecting when you, when you hear what's at the beginning of this album, it's definitely like, you know, (laughs) this is what you're going to get. Like it's, I don't know what I was expecting. This was on the list. This is what we were review- we were reviewing and listening to the first song. I'm like, oh lord. Hey, I, I warned you it was a very minimal album. Wow. Well, I, I and I, I like to to you would have known, but to our, our listeners at the very least, I hinted at this album back when we did the White Stripes because I said oh, we have like a another duo coming up that I've always liked a lot better, but well, it's a lot more minimal too. <laughs> Yeah, but I don't listen, so there's my fault in that. Well, even if you don't listen right away, it's recorded and on the internet forever, ever, ever, ever. That's terrifying. What did you think of this song, Chris? Enough about me. Uh, well, when it comes to like the dual vocaling that has been happening on the entire album, it's probably the best track for it so far because there's obviously a lot more energy in their voices going to this one. So it's a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Clapping keeps at the good pace. I really like that, uh, that the guitar in this song, just because it's like the weird strum pattern. And then just kind of like does the galloping thing at the end again. Like, I I don't know. I really enjoyed that. Mm -hmm. It's so interesting how you can make a song feel like, that's so bare feels so exciting. I don't know because they were just doing a lot that just kept picking it up. And again, it's one of those things where they just kept adding like more layers that made it felt better as it was going too. And it was like just these small layers that didn't add too much, but it was just the right amount of ambience to like keep my attention at the very least. It's a short and sweet track, only uh, two minutes and 27 seconds. Yes. I'm just looking at my list here. So it's, it got its idea pretty quick. Uh, it sounded great doing it. It didn't 
add more than it needed to. I've I've always enjoyed the song, so yeah, I actually like it. All right, well, you can stray your little X's on the sheet if you'd like. I already did. I don't doubt that. So neener neener goey to fucking wiener. It's time to move on to the next song. <laughs> song number eight, Sweet Cloud. Why do I still do this? You're the one who's like, oh, you haven't fired me yet, but yeah, you have the option to leave. Yeah, you're right, I do. <laughs> Shuts down. Bye. Shuts down the, the video. Oh, cool, everything. then only my score counts. This album's going to skyrocket. Cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. S- skyrocket to the sweet clouds, right? Hell yeah. I'll take it. It works. And it's All positive, right. so I'll definitely take it. Oh, yeah. You first. You first. All right, so... I, I really dig the uh, bassy hollow sound of the drums, like a lot of Tom work on this one. Sounds really cool. Adds a lot more power behind the track. It's And I guess word of the day being minimal, but just with how minimal the production is, it really helps moving along. Yeah. So I thought that was great. Um, I love the, the like, the... Um, the even if it's not a bass guitar, it might just be a lower tune guitar, but the bass note that's, like, on the off beats, mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool. It sounds way better this way. It keeps the pacing feel like... make. It makes it feel like a lot quicker because if it was just like accent on the quarter notes, it wouldn't sound as good and the song would feel slower. So like, I don't know, I just did a good job at like keeping the pace up and everything like that. Really like it. Yeah. Um, There is something of a guitar solo on this song and it sounds like it was played through a broken amp on its death rattle. <laughs> so I thought that was really cool. Again, I love these like broken raw kind of sounds. Like I really, I dig it. Yeah. Yeah. They're playing the house, house instruments at the bar. Yeah, and they've been there since 1972. Yes, yes. All right, what what do you got? Oh my god, I just I I'm just scared you're gonna fire me. Um, what's that? More overdriven guitar with the same tone as the other songs, just playing the same house band intro. Oh my god. I did not feel that this needed to be five minutes long. I felt like they kind of got everything out two and a half minutes in. But as soon as I wrote that down, you got that little solo in there. And Okay, I appreciated that. It broke it up a little bit. Kind of sounded like the same tone and everything as the rest of the song. But it was different enough that I was okay with it. That's fine. Um, Again, I'm going to say this a million times, and it's not that it's repetitive. It's that her voice is pretty good. I like the intensity of it. One point to Gryffindor. I actually added a point when I got to that, that I guess, part of the song I'm speaking of. And I'm like, you know what? You know what? This, this, I like this. I'll stick it on. So. Yeah, there's that point at the end of the song too where she's singing, she's like, she starts like yelling and she's like yeah, clearly it. backing off of the microphone. Yeah. She's like walking across the room while singing yeah. it. I, I like that because it, it's it's one of those like yelling in your face and you're like, oh, she means business. And I like that. I think that was cool. And it was so clean coming out too. There wasn't really much of like a snarl or growl in there anywhere. It just it came out as a very clean yelling tone. So that's that's kind of yeah. nice. Yeah, she really wants you to just drive that driving that point home and i like that respect the uh respect it so as i said allison moss heart is a rock star and i will say yeah. that over and over again the first time i've ever heard of her or heard her voice and i feel like this is one of those things and i it's weird i don't really listen to too many uh female fronted bands or i, I do listen to a lot of like singer songwriters whatever but uh I, I feel like this is definitely one that I'm going to follow and just sort of see other things that they've done. And uh, 
And yeah, so if if anything comes out of this, it's that. So the, that's good. As I said, the Dead Weather is pretty great, and their their first single, "Treat Me Like Your Mother." I'm, I'm telling you, listen to that one. That's a that's a badass track. I love it. And like, it's it's mainly her singing. Jack comes in every once in a while. Then they have like this kind of like duel at the end with their voices. And yeah. if you see the music video, they quite literally duel and shoot each other bloody, and while just standing in a field. And then they just kind of stare at each other and walk away. It's pretty interesting. <laughs> I have okay. I've seen that music video. I can't recall the song, but I believe when it came Treat out, like I saw mother, the video. Yeah. Okay, yeah, they, I don't they, they the walk. Song. This opposite ways for like ever, then they turn yeah. around and just open fire on each other for like three minutes. Okay, yeah, I, I saw that when it came out, but I have to listen to the song again. Well, that was Allison okay. Moss right now. That you, so you've 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 been exposed to her previously. Comes comes full circle now. All right, so we'll keep moving on. We only got three songs left. Pretty quick album again. So yeah. song number nine, Rodeo Town. Okay, so we're gonna going to start on a positive note for once. <laughs> I would love to hear this song with a full band. I feel like this one has like potential for, I guess not potential, but uh, it would be nice to feel it or hear it a little bit more full. Um, the melody, super pleasing. It is memorable to me. No over, no overdriven. I'm getting too excited for this. I can't even speak. No, you don't even like the album so far. It's crazy. Oh my god! Well, I like this song. Uh, no overdriven guitars here. Um, I don't know if this is what they would consider like a slower track. Uh, to me, much better in my opinion. Um, the guitars after the chorus give me a slight Wilco feel, and I like Wilco, so I'll give them that thumbs up. Well, I mean, that's the most uh, one of the more positive things you said so far about the album. So, hey, there is that. Mm-hmm. The repetition starts to get me, but I mean, I liked it until then. And I was like, you know what? I feel like they kind of desensitized to me or desensitized it to me by now. So it's fine. It's weird. And again, it's like less than 40 minutes. So sitting through this couldn't have been the worst thing you've ever had to sit through. Uh, no, I think just individual songs. I'm like, OK, I've I've had a little of enough. But when the album ended, I was like, that was it? Like, that that was it? I heard, well, obviously we'll speak on it, but I heard footsteps and went, wait, where are you going? <laughs> what is... Yeah, what? she left. <laughs> See you later. Yeah. God dang. Um, yeah, I do like the come down feeling of this track, though. It, it is one of those quieter, softer, kind of slower tracks, too. So it's kind of nice. Uh, a lot more, uh, like pronounced uh, percussion in this track too like as compared to some of the other ones too so it's like especially in the course and it makes it like a little bit bouncy and fun while also feeling like a little more chill so i like the feelings this one invokes and maybe not lyrically although I, uh, we don't do lyrical breakdowns but i i still can't super make heads or tails on any of the lyrics in this album yeah i, I know them pretty well too like i can sing along to the tracks but just it's just they're way too metaphorical. Like I just, yeah. I don't, I don't need my hand held, but at the same time, it's just like, I also don't need my hand held in an abstract matter, you know, like an abstract matter. Yeah. Like talking about like red doors in the sky and yeah. And you Not just that they me- do, but you know. Yeah, you're, you're, you're talking about like how clouds make up the thing of the universe and the planets come from within those clouds. And you're, you're literally just trying to tell me how the lasagna you ate was last night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you you're could just like, say just it was good. Yeah, just straight up tell me, please. Yeah. Um, 
it's funny because I like you said you'd want to hear a whole band perform the song and see what that looks like. I wrote that this feels like the perfect busking song. Oh really? Oh my god! Like I could see some someone like this guy and girl sitting outside of like the LCBO or something like that, or the liquor store to anyone who doesn't know what the LCBO is out there. Uh, that's essentially what we have in Ontario. Uh, just two people sitting outside the LCVO. One's got a guitar and they're just, they're singing this one. Cause it would just go perfect. That's all you really need. And maybe like the guy's playing the guitar. Cause you know, Jamie's playing the guitar. And then like, Allison's got like a little, like empty water jug that she's using as percussion. Yeah. And they're just singing this one. I think it'd be perfect for busking. That's how I feel about most of the songs before this one. But, but this one, definitely. I'd like to hear it with a whole band. And uh, one thing that we always usually like to do, too, I, I just wanted to note that this track is giving me those end of album signals. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's a good track placement for this one because this one, again, it's, it feels like it's cooling down a little bit, although the next song does pick up quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, like it, it's still far enough into the album where this one feels appropriately placed. So, yeah, I, I think they did a good job putting this one where it is. Cool. Okay, moving right along to the penultimate track, number 10, Murder Mile. And my Word document here is trying to correct me that word, Murder Mile is not one word. I know that, but that's the way they wrote it. Yeah, shut up. Stop bossing me around. Yeah, oh, we, uh, just, just a little aside, we behind the scenes have some gripe against Google. So we write ours in Google Docs. Don't you tell us what to do. We're going to write what we want, Google. Hmm. Now watch, they're not going to release this or they're going to block us on YouTube now for slandering their name. Hey, you know, it, it took them two and a half months to fix a problem that would eventually get broken again in two days. My God, they're I like, here's I don't want to go too in-depth into what it is, but it just, it's frustrating. And it's, it's, I'll just say this much. It's a non-issue. It's quite literally a non-issue. Yeah. I hate it. But anyways, we're not ripping on Google anymore yet. I don't know. Maybe we'll do that on the platform where Google can't find us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Murder Mile, the song number 10. Ah, you first. I Yeah, I see your water in your hand there. Okay, I'll do it. Um, this is feeling like, uh, like a bit like some of the other tracks we've heard so far on the album before. It's not necessarily a bad thing, though, since we're, like, close to the end of the album. So it's just something you can kind of get by, especially considering, like, the combined last two songs are roughly seven minutes and some odd seconds. So it's not even that much to get through. It's not that bad. Yeah. Um, I like that this one has like accented quarter notes in the verse. It brought up the energy a lot. I know as compared to one of the other songs when I was like, Oh, I like how this bass notes on the off beats, but like everything was on the quarter notes with this one. I just made a lot more fun to get through, I guess. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Jamie actually has a solo moment of vocals in this song quite a few times. The, the chorus, yes. really, like the refrain. His yeah. voice is so quiet. It's like a little mysterious, sounds a little bit frustrated, may, like obviously sounds quite tired. <laughs> Interesting <laughs> choice to put on the album, but like if that's how he is while he's singing, that's fine too, because it matches what they're doing in the album and like the mood and vibe it's putting off. Yes, I. That was my very first note. I do appreciate how there are two voices playing off each other. They sound nice and complimenting because the male voice is quite quiet. So it's, she's, she's at a eight and he's at a two, but they meet together or they meet in the middle. And I like that. And you're speaking of the uh, vocal layering earlier in the album. I don't know whether I just didn't notice it or if I didn't pay uh, close enough attention But this one, you cannot ignore it. Like you said, he's got a little solo sort of chorus part in there. And it's definitely, you have to notice it. I liked it. Sounded great to me. 
Um, it's not my favorite thing to constantly hear this overdriven guitar over and over. And it really sounds like they own just one pedal or know how to program just one setting. But that's entirely possible. Again, I, like that, uh, they, they just probably sat in a room with an eight track recorder. See, and I, I didn't know this when I wrote it, but it's starting to all make sense now. I did like the strumming guitar melody. That was nice, but I did think that it was a little too long. Don't know where I would have cut it, but it felt a little long. Yeah, they kind of stretched it out a little bit at the end there, but it, it's fine. We're getting close to the end. I can't yeah. be too mad about it. I could. Ugh, of course you would. All right, song number 11, the finale of the album, The the Quite Quiet Ticket Man. Mm-hmm. has a bluesy feel to it. I like it. That doesn't surprise me because that's one of the, that's some of the inspirations that they have aside from just like post rock and yeah. garage rock and everything like that. Yeah, I could definitely uh, I could definitely feel it right from the very beginning. Um, now I am not a musician by any stretch at all, uh, but I would like to uh, venture a guess that I could play the piano to this song first try. All three notes? Are you sure? All three notes. I can't. I even counted. I was like, oh, they're all whole notes. I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, there's like half note, half note, whole note. Uh, gotcha. Uh, does now matter. you have to learn music I, theory all over again. <laughs> I I was just counting it like whole note, whole note, whole note, rest. So, damn, that, that's one way to count the song. It'd be a yeah. lot longer if that was the case. Yeah. Well, whatever. Sue me again. I'll preface this. Pref please, please, please. Make that an entire episode. How I sued my co-host. Oh, then we get to have that like long crime TV thing. And just like we're going to be on TV while we're in the courtroom and stuff like that. And it's going to be the most pointless case ever. Oh, my God. Ridiculous. I did just want to point out that I did say I'm not a musician by any stretch. But, but. As you stated. Um, With this song in particular, I I would love to hear the vocals go into full-on diva with like vocal flourishes and everything. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. But it was just, there are some parts in this song that like, I don't, I don't know. It's just, there's just something about her voice. I, I, I was entranced is really what it was. Um, it, this one sounds like the end of an album song. It, it just, it threw, Hey, we're over at me. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, because it, it is quiet. It's just the piano and everything like that. And this is that track that has like, the, you know, the walkout at the end and mm -hmm. everything like that. I, I do mention that. So I'll mention that in just a moment. Yeah. Um, It's funny because the song is just under three minutes, but it's probably too long for what it has to offer, mm -hmm. which isn't a whole lot. Um, there's like this dead note strum on a guitar that feels like a ticking clock and it made it feel like it was building up to something, but oops, they forgot the something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it was just the three note guitar and like this, that for two and a half minutes. Yeah. It's a clock dying. Yeah. And like the longer the song goes on, the more the chorus kind of annoyed me. Here's the ticket. What's the problem? Too many tickets is the problem, man. It and just took that you like a hundred times. So it took you eleven songs for you to be like, oh, it's it's they're just saying the same thing over and no, you have a lot more patience than I do. Because the other songs were at least fun. Like this one just I don't know, it just it was really repetitive. There was even less going on than other songs, and so just it was it was hard to get anything out of it. Yeah. Um, and just like 
I've heard tracks before where someone like either, you know, enters a room and starts a song or someone like leaves when it's all done. I don't yeah. get why bands decide to do this. It never really adds anything to a song when it is in there. It's yeah. never any really, any it's never relevant at all either. Like I just, I don't know. I've heard it so many times too. I think the only time it ever kind of made any sense to me was listening to, uh, I think it was daddy by corn mm -hmm. and like, there's like the entire last three minutes when Jonathan Davis is just crying in the studio. It's kind of hard to listen to, but then he yeah. just kind of eventually gets up and walks out. You can hear him just like, okay, he had his moment. He had to, it's time to go. Okay. But like every other time you hear it in every other song though, it's just like, why you could have just stopped the tape a long time ago. You could yeah. have edited this part out. What did, what did your two week time limit like end? Did your budget end? Or like with with the the song title, all I think is like a train. So even if it ended with like, you know, getting off a train, hearing it in the background, and then it fades out and the song ends, that would make sense because like, well, obviously I don't know what it's about, but yeah, just something like that, just going off the title, I'm like, oh, that would make sense. But just sort of, I don't know, hard footsteps on a wooden floor, then you leave and it's then like you hear a door close. Yeah. And, and you're like, where are you? What is this? Is I don't get it. You forgot to hit the stop button. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine cutting out an additional 26 minutes of silence after they have gone to the bar. Oh shit, we didn't press stop, did we? Okay, just like the what Mr. Bungle, where it's just their train hop in or poop in and I'm just like, stop it. <laughs> oh, yeah, the part stop. where they took the shit. Yeah, I remember the fucking that. stop it. But even if they did have like some sort of like, yeah, train feeling at the end of this one, I don't know. This this album doesn't really do much in the way of like audio storytelling, like outside of lyrics. Yeah. Like it doesn't do like instrumental storytelling. So I would, it would feel weird if they did that actually. It's like, why though? Yeah. But again, like that's very likely not what the song's about. I get why you think that because like mm -hmm. that's just kind of what leads to believe. But I, again, it's hard for me to make heads or tails of these songs. Maybe I'm dumb, dumb. Maybe I'm not paying close enough attention. I don't know. Yeah. Alrighty then, we are at the end of the album, all 11 songs on The Kills. No, wow, we made it all the way in, so thank you very much for joining us, and hopefully you checked out the album. If you did, make sure you let us know what you thought of this album down in the comments below, of wherever you may be listening, YouTube, the audio platforms, doesn't really matter. We are, of course... Always curious to know what you think about these albums. Yeah. You can also let us know on our social medias and everything like that can all be found over at ratetherecord.ca. So make sure you check that out. Go to our socials. Let us know what you thought of the album that we listened to today. Woo. Hooray, hurrah. Okay, so that means, so for the first time this season, we can finally bring back the song ranking screen. So I think we'll just go ahead, ahead and do that now. So above our heads, boom. Graphics have changed. Hello, welcome back up there, old friends. Names and numbers that need songs next wow. to them. Yeah, yeah. Not too many this time around. Twenty-two numbers all around. Uh, we've we've done much longer ones, so I'm thankful for the smaller numbers. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I just want to throw this in now. Um, you said, "Oh, we have to get one match." I don't think we're gonna need any. I have one check mark. Really? I have one check mark. I have oh, one, two, three, four, five, six X's and four question marks. Okay. Well, shit. Then all right. I. I'm just going to shut up and just see where this goes. I will, I will say for sure. Like I'll just, I'll, I won't say what order things are in, but I will say the first yeah. and last songs are X's. Yeah. I don't tilt that at all. All right. Let's get this started. Let's do this. And I will get it kicked off as per usual song. Number 11 ticket man. <laughs> I hate the way you love part two. I hate P 
PT to, I had that one as an X. Yes, I understand. <laughs> yeah. I didn't hate the song, but I mean, it didn't really give much, give me much to go on. So it had to lay somewhere. I also like how noisy that track kind of was too. I, I like stuff like that. I don't know. I'm mm-hmm. weird. Maybe All right. Yes. Number 10, Dead Road 7. Sweet Cloud. That was my check mark, by the way. Dead Road uh, 7 was my check mark. But you put Sweet Cloud. Okay. But that, hey, that doesn't mean we won't match. I mean, could very well happen. We have had surprises before. We have. Like this one, number nine, Murder Mile. At the back of the show. That wasn't the answer I was expecting. It is not. It's not the one you got. Murder Mile. Okay. Number eight, Love is a Deserter. I hate the way you love part one. I it is a deserter hate. because we definitely did not match. No, I'm... I mean, we're not quite running out yet, but we're getting, yeah, yeah, we're kind of getting there. Shit. <laughs> Number seven. No. Wow. Dead road seven. Damn. Uh-huh. I don't know. Right. Number six rodeo town. Yeah. Oh my God. Thank God. Oh, we got one. Okay. Oh, okay. Thank God. I actually, I, I put an X on that one. Cause I, I thought you were going to rank it a little higher from the way you were talking about it. Yeah. 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 Mm, okay. Yeah. Well, not this one though. Number five. I hate the way you love part one. Murder Mile. Murder. Some of these are just separated by 0. 0.5 of a point. So, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Some of mine are two are two. Like, yeah. You go down the list, it's like, it'll say like 6.5, 7, 7.5, 8, 8.5, like that yeah, kind of yeah. thing. So, or multiple will have one number, and then one will have just 0. 0.5 higher. Yep. Uh, let's see. Number four, the good ones. No wow. No wow. Oh, you ranked the one higher than me. That one's all, I, all I hear every time I say it or like read it, all I hear is Owen Wilson. Wow. Very no wow, wow. now. Wow. wow. <sighs> now I'm thinking about it. <laughs> Sick. Number three, I hate the way you love part two. Ticket man. Here's the ticket. What's the problem? Yeah, that can be my new accent to do. Oh my god, just please. Bob Dylan covering Ticket Man? Yes, please. You know what? That just the title I can hear. Yeah. Here's I hear the it. ticket. Too many tickets, man. What's the problem with all these ticket the ticket man taking my tickets? He's a man with a problem. That's the problem is tickets. I wish I was <laughs> fucking dead. I wish I was dead. We'll all be dead one day. Song number oh. two, Sweet Cloud. Love it is love blah, blah, blah. love is a deserter. Love is a dessert. Yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna say. I'm like, wait, hold on. Yeah, that's exactly what I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and song number one at the back of the shell. Les good ones. The good ones. Yeah, I, I that's that's fair enough. I, I I put that one as number four, but I do like that one. Yeah. Uh, let me put a big old check mark to Rodeo Town. We got at least, as I said, we need at least one to kick off the season. That's all I give a shit about at this point. Oh, hell yeah. Now, if only next week we get two and then three and then what, what if, okay, what would happen if we matched an entire album? Um, like, what, what would that be? Would that be like some sort of celebration? Well, yeah. And like, we would have to buy an expensive gold print of that record. To have yeah. as a decoration because that record meant everything at that point. Ooh, excellent, excellent. So we, we need to get Tools Anima framed. Not gold record, but just framed because mm-hmm. it's the number one album of all time and likely not going to get beaten at this point. Uh, but then, yeah, if we got, uh, uh, like, every thing matches on an album, we'd yeah. have to get, like, the gold print. 
Oh my God. That would that solidify our friendship or would it just be like, it depends on the album. Mm, I guess it can't just be any album. Mm. So Backstreet Boys, Backstreet's back. If we match all of that, we just would never do this show ever again. Right. Uh, if, if that one matched, then I think like 10 year old you and 10 year old me would have to high five or something like that. Fantastic. I'm down for that. <laughs> All right. Well, while we try to f- get in touch with our 10 year old selves, it's time to go ahead and rate the album. Yay. We got a lot of work to do for that, but, uh, Oop. all right. So let's go ahead and transition screens. Whoosh. Well, would you look at that? The album rating screen. <laughs> It looks so marvelous and wonderful, doesn't it? Oh my god! Actually, actually, it is funny because it is our brand new album rating screen. To those who haven't seen it yet, uh, those on Kofi maybe have probably seen it. Wink, nudge. Just saying that right now. But we have to continue on with this album. But yep. yeah, brand new. Because uh, as we mentioned before, uh, I don't know if we've mentioned before, but regardless, the S and F tiers were likely never being touched. Mm-hmm. So we decided to take them out. So now the A tier is eighty to a hundred percent, and the D tier is sixty to zero percent. So that way, all four tiers will now have albums in them, and just I don't know, it, it kind of looks better this way. I like this. Yeah, no more crickets or spiderwebs. Oh, in yours, I'm still keeping that one because this, at least in my personal tier list, I have a record in every single tier. Yeah, well, I have higher standards, so that or you're just way too picky. Damn right I am. <laughs> and let's see how picky you are with today's album because we got to figure right. out where upon this list it's going to go. And I have, I had an idea that it, it might be a B tier album just to start off season three because that was the biggest issue of season two. Oh, of B-tier course. galore. Of course. But now we are in season three, which alphabetically is the letter C. So, oh, C tier album city. C tier uh, city. Let's do it. Uh oh. All right. Well, I. Going with the trend, I am going first since you chose the album. Absolutely. Now, the album score was much higher than I thought it was going to be, but you know what? I stand behind it. <laughs> there there are a few songs I would definitely listen to again, but some I wouldn't. Um, now, now, just just a quick question because I'm definitely dragging my feet here. Yeah, you um, are. It's suspenseful. Um, the, uh, the B tier, what is the, what is the scale for that again? It's just 70 to 80%. That's, that's 70 to 80. Yeah. I gave it a 60 even. 60%. I, yeah, from, as I was listening to it, I'm like doing all the, the rankings of the songs and then adding it all up. I was like, Oh shit. Okay. Probably not as high as you want, but it's higher than I thought. So while you were talking about the album, I had in my head that you were going to give it a 63. So I actually really? got pretty close. Not bad, not bad. I would prefer it to be higher, but I mean... I whatever, still I bad, but not bad. Well, uh, you gave it a, a 60 it's even. A, it's a I was B-tier. obviously... What's that? It's a B tier, isn't it? Well, for me at the very least, because it's the obvious, obviously I own the vinyl, so I like the album. Yes. So I gave it a 79.54. So going with the season three C tier city, it comes up to 69.77% C plus. Oh my God. I thought it was going, oh, I thought it was going to hit. C tier city. Oh my C-tier God. C tier city. All right. So it was 69 point which? Seven, seven. All it's right. Like right up there. Between pitch shifter and red hot chili peppers. Ooh, it's right up there, isn't it? So wait, it that is. means it's at the very top of the C plus tier then, because Red Hot Chili Peppers I know is in the B tier. It's the bottom that of one, the B tier. 
That one is 70.34. So yes, yes, yes. Okay, cool. So this one takes over the top ranking of the C tier. I, I'll deal with that. I mean, that's that's not yeah. the worst it could possibly be, but it's not yeah. as good as it could be. But hey, you know what? We started on the C tier, but not a B tier like I thought we were going to. Originally, I thought it was going to be somewhere in the B for sure. You know, C tier is starting to uh, starting to sound like, come on, come on, <laughs> give it more, come on. But at the same time, it's, it, I don't know, it feels like more of a relief to hear a C tier album now, only because, like, look at the B tier, look at it, it's stacked. True. Yeah, B tier, B tier stands for bump it up. Come on, just give it an A, bump it up. And A is, uh, uh. I haven't, I, yeah, I was gonna say, I haven't thought that uh, that far ahead. The relaxing, ah. Uh. Yes. All right, 69.77, that's where it's gonna be, C plus album. Interesting. Well, the good news is that it's not a B-tier album. I mean, I, I, I kind of wish it was, only because that way it would be a higher, but whatever. C plus 69.77, there you go. That's where the kills no wow lands mm-hmm. for the very first episode of season three. Heck yes. They, uh, they're they standing there with their boots, kicking kicking away all the other albums, standing on top of the mountain of the or, C-tier. I, I was going to say, stand on top of Pitch Shifter and stuff like that, but... yes. It's like it's like standing on top of a mountain of like zombies crawling up to you and you're just kicking them down because you are. Now you see that. that would have been such a great analogy if it was just on top of a Rob Zombie album. Ah, or White Zombie album, dang, yes. Or the zombies, although a chance are we're never going to cover the zombies on here. Yeah. <laughs> a little too old, but hey, you never know. It's a request we very well might. Who knows? Who knows? But anyways, yeah, that's it. That's the very first episode back for season three. Uh, What a ride it's been. So thank you very much for joining us on this episode. We sure do hope you like what you saw today. Again, just like you can do by telling us what you thought of the album. Tell us where you rated the record, ranked the songs, everything like that. Again, down in the comments of wherever you may be listening to this, the audio platforms, the video platform, doesn't really matter. There's a comment box somewhere, a review box somewhere. So go ahead and do that. Or let us know on our socials at Rate the Record Podcast over on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all that stuff. It could all be found on ratetherecord.ca. And just another thing, too, probably should have said this in the beginning, but that 100 subscribers thing, we're still looking to do that this season. So once we hit 100 subscribers, we're going to be doing record giveaways, one record a month for every month. We are over 100 subs and it's a record that you've heard on this show before so if you want a chance to win a free record make sure you've subscribed to the show make sure everyone you know has because boy we want to get to that real soon yeah we want to buy your love and you want a free album so we all win yeah subscribe for free and you get a free album but if you feel like pitching in a little money you can do that too you can go to ko-fi.com slash rate the record if you want to support the show financially completely optional but i can tell you you're going to get a buttload of stuff a buttload i mean it's, it's pretty small but it's still pretty cool you, you did, yes i said but <laughs> <laughs> you, you will get a shout out at the beginning of the next episode that like the one you that you uh had signed up for Prior to that episode, whatever, I'm saying that really awkwardly. You're going to get a shout out. Your name's going to be in a thank you card at the end of the episode. Uh, you get to watch bonus content that we post exclusively over to uh, Kofi, which by the time this video drops, I'm hoping that the very first bonus episode for Kofi will finally be up. We already recorded it like three week, three or four weeks ago. So yeah, yeah. I just have to Wild. get around to editing the damn thing. It shouldn't take long because it's not that long. But still, it's kind of like Rate the Record, but a lot shorter, a lot cooler. You want to check it out. Yeah, so, yeah d- definitely. Yeah. Uh, Go ahead and look at that. And also, too, we might review one of your band's songs if you want us to. If you become part of the RTR Club, we'd have no problem with listening to some of your music. So if you want us to review one of your songs on Kofi, we will do that, too. Damn right. You want to listen to more of my opinions? Mm, I bet you don't. 
So you should join. You want your song crapped on by non-professional music reviewers? Where are your people? Damn right. We're we're just people just like you. Except exactly. you're probably more talented. I mean, if you're making albums and you're sending us music, then by all means, yes. <laughs> Chances are you are far more talented. I'm, I'm a musician. You're still more talented than me. But anyways, yeah, those are all the things you could do. It's all found down in the descriptions over at the record.ca, wherever you want. It's all there, all the information you're going to need. So check all of that out. Hell yes. So just before we let you go on today's episode, as we do with the other two seasons and we're carrying it on with this season, we do like to give a little bit of a sneak preview of what to expect in next week's show. And next week will be Savannah's first album of season three. And I'm pretty sure it's going to be such a complex puzzle of a hint this week. So what do you got? This band's highest selling song is a campfire staple. Take it easy by the Eagles. Mm -hmm. That's a pretty good song, though. Yacht Rock Around the Fire. Hell yeah. Okay. Now, I'm just not going to go on a tangent here, but I am going to say this one sentence. Yacht <laughs> Rock, fire. That's all. That's a hot take. Oh, no, I love it. Kind of with the fire, but still. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'm so into it. Okay. Michael McDonald. Mwah. Uh, Jimmy Buffett. Uh, what, what's, that, what's that guy's name? Cro- not Crosby. Uh, Stephen Stills. Mwah. I'm into it. Oh, so you don't like Crosby and Nash. You just like Stills. I don't know. I like his voice. I see. Well, we're doing the Eagles next week, I guess. And we're going to specifically talk about take it easy. So you might want to tune in for that. (laughs) Definitely. Definitely. So until we see you again next week, go listen to some awesome music and we will see you again real soon. So take care friends. Bye-bye.